This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Welcome to the Business Affairs Podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics. We promise to do our best to keep it both insightful but brief. On this episode, we have Mick Rigby, CEO of Yodel Mobile. Mick, welcome to the Business Affairs Podcast. Hi, nice to meet you. All right. Question to the audience. What word comes to your mind when you first hear Silicon Valley? I don't know about you, but for me, it's growth. It's what kind of growth strategy I'm going to get my for my app project. I'm going to build this sustainable business from this little app I've just developed. And uh, I do want to create a sustainable app business down the road. And this kind of question not only pops up in Silicon Valley, it pops up everywhere in the world. Tens of thousands of app startups are in the process of figuring out their growth strategy. So... In this episode, we want to help them out with some guidance they can apply right away. But before doing all that, Mick, please tell our listeners a bit about yourself, your background. Great, yes. Yeah. So I am Mick Rigby. I'm the CEO, as you've said, of a mobile uh, growth consultancy called Yodel Mobile. My background is actually advertising and marketing. I've, I've been in advertising and marketing for a very, very long time. But I launched Yodel Mobile back in 2007 and we were one of the very first mobile marketing businesses uh, to launch um i actually launched the business about two or three months before the iphone launch so mm. some may say that's foresight i would to be perfectly honest i think it was a lot more luck than foresight so you felt it was coming right kind of <laughs> <laughs> I knew something. I knew something was happening, but I didn't know what, and I didn't know how big that what was going to be. All right. Okay. Let's get, let's get to the questions we have on the table, and the first will be: So, how would you describe the best app growth strategy for app developers and brands and its execution? Okay. Wow. That's uh, that's quite a quite a big question. I, I think. If I was to sort of pull out some some of the key things that I think are really important, firstly, researching the idea is essential. I think as app owners tend to be more entrepreneurial driven, it tends to mean that they come to the market with an idea. In most cases, a good idea, in some cases, an excellent idea, but they don't necessarily always research whether that idea is what their potential users want because they come at it from the perspective as an expectation that that idea will be will be good for everybody. So research is really important. And that research means asking people, preferably not your friends and family, because they'll always give you positive, but asking, doing research groups, utilizing online surveys to test it out. And also when the when the idea is actually being formulated, and you have a, a beta version of the app, for instance, a test flight, is getting people to use it and get their feedback and listen to that feedback. So once you have all that information, you've you've got that feedback that's come in, whether it's good or bad, it will be really useful in terms of you 
helping to develop what the product is. And the product is just one aspect of your app growth strategy. The other key element is obviously how you market that. And again, there's a tendency to focus very much on the product and the functionality over and above the marketability of that particular app. So you need to balance the two, get a good product that people want and like, and it works, but also ensure that you're utilizing all the tools that are available within the app marketing toolbox to be able to ensure that that app is discovered, is used, is retained, and then recommended. So no gut feeling, do not trust it. Make sure you do research, make sure you know there's actual demand on the market for the product. You're going to invest your money, your time, and your resources to it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it any better myself. Now, app marketing is a complicated process with lots of components. What would you tell app brands when they look at the bunch of things to do and have no idea what to begin with and what is important? Great. Okay. Yeah, this is a good question. I think, you know, and we've been doing it for so many years that I think we have a clarity in terms of what the road looks like ahead. So the most important thing I would say is to firstly get your data stack in play. So ensuring that you're getting the right analytics in place so you can understand how people are using the app and also ensuring that you've got the right attribution tools in place so you know where people, when they come to your app, where they've actually come from, whether that's from an ad, an organic, an organic search, whether that's via the app store search, whatever it is, you need to understand that. So firstly, underpin everything you're doing with a very solid data stack. And then you have to really understand that app marketing is not about just filling the top of the funnel. App marketing is working all the way through the funnel. It's all well and good bringing people to your app, but if they're no longer going to be staying within that app, with that app within a week or two weeks, then a large amount of what you've spent, both in time and money and effort, has, has been wasted. So think about the whole funnel. And what we mean by that is starting from your user acquisition perspective, both organic and paid, your app store listing, it's a great shop window for you as an app business. So that app store listing has to have the right kind of images on there, the video to explain it, the right headline, the good, good descriptor. Because what you're trying to do there is convince people that have found that listing to convert, in fact, press the get button so they're actually downloading the app. Once they've downloaded the app, make sure that once they've opened it up that your onboarding process is strong, it educates them, but it also captures the right kind of information that you need, whether that's location, whether that's to get people to accept push notifications. And once you've got that education piece, that's when you can start building out your CRM, so your customer retention management. So understanding those individuals when they've come to the app through the analytics we talked about earlier, you can then build out a strong cohort group of users how they're using the app, when they're using the app, what they're using within the app, and then push messages to them via in-app messaging, through push notifications, or even through email to bring them back into the app as and when they are no longer there. So that's a really important, I think, app marketing process. And in addition to all of this, one of the really important things you need as well is your reviews. So again, making sure that within that funnel, 
of optimization, you're utilizing tools to get people having a good experience within the app to leave a positive review for you. Because reviews not only will convince people to download the app if they've actually gone to the App Store listing, but also it will help your App Store listing get found. And also it will help that App Store listing in terms of its position within the category ranking. So that, I think, in a very quick nutshell, is a very strong app marketing strategy. So if an app marketer goes with his app on multiple markets uh, in multiple countries, do you think there is a need to split the customer's database and CRM on a country basis? Or most likely the average customer will behave kind of the same on the country by country basis, or it's important and vital make sure you have your clients from Italy, Spain, Japan, US in a different section of your CRM system. Yeah, there is no average user. This is something that marketers, app marketers need to get into their head. There is no such thing as an average user. You have a huge a huge number of individuals that fall within a wide range of cohort groups. So your your point you made there about country by country Absolutely. That's a real starting point. But you'll have users that use your app at different times of day, users that are using your app for different reasons. There might be people that are in different demographic groups, but there's also people in different life stages. So, I mean, one of the wonderful things about app marketing and the tools that are out there, you can actually use these tools to create that broad cohort group of of users and then compartmentalize them into how they're using the app and target accordingly. I mean, culturally, it's really important. Obviously, language-wise, um, it's really important. And on a country-by-country basis, individuals will use an app differently. But then you start digging deeper into that. People in London arguably could use a dating app differently to how people are using exactly the same dating app in Manchester, for instance. I see. Perfect. Great. And in app marketing optimization is the key. Uh, there are lots of KPIs available. KPIs, of course, stands for Key uh, Performance Indicator. How would you suggest to approach app marketing performance optimization from a data point perspective? Okay. So I think invariably the most important KPIs for the vast majority of apps is to get either a, an ongoing engaged user or a a user that is paying on a regular basis, whether that's in a subscription basis or in a game that they're purchasing virtual coins or whatever it is. So that has to be, I guess, what we would call your North Star metric. Your North Star metric doesn't necessarily need to be a particular data point, but what it does need to be is your overall objective. And that is your key KPI. Now, along the way, you will have other KPIs to get there. So, for instance, if you're utilizing paid advertising, for instance, one Mm -hmm. of your KPIs could be the cost of a download or it could be the cost of a registration or the cost of a first purchase. So these are key elements that you could factor into your user acquisition strategy. When you're looking at your retention strategy and your retention strategy, to my mind, is probably one of the most important things as an app marketeer or an app publisher uh, because if you can't retain your users you don't actually have an app business so when you're looking at app retention you could be considering again dependent on the app dependent on the category dependent on what your north star metric is you could be looking at maybe sort of a retention figure as 
a KPI. So it could be a three-month retention figure, or it could be a, a daily visit as your retention KPI. But only you as the app business will be able to determine that. And in order to determine that, you need to define your North Star metric first and foremost. All right. Now I have a few quick questions for you, kind of a rapid fire questions. iOS or Android, which side are you? <laughs> I'm iOS, everything. Gosh, iOS beats uh, Android pretty much hands uh, down on this podcast. I think there's a lot of people at my company that would disagree with you, but <laughs> I'm iOS yeah. too. I know, I know exactly what you're saying. But can you remember what was your first mobile phone? Oh, gosh, that's a long time ago. So this shows my age. It was, it was the the early to mid '90s, and uh, it was a Motorola, the big one. Was it a three thousand two hundred? Is that what they used to call it? But it was, it was one of those big phones that you charged it, and you had about forty minutes charge. And we had one for the whole department, so. If you were going out to meet a client or you're going to, you were traveling for whatever reason, you could hire out the phone for the day. But yes, and that was shared by about 20 people in my department that I was in. Oh my gosh, unbelievable. But today's standards, it's just uh, people won't believe you. But what about your favorite app? Do you have one? Oh, yeah. So my favorite app is City Mapper. <laughs> I think for, for me, City Mapper, I don't know if you, if you know it, but The vast majority of cities that I typically travel to for, for work, mm. you can are on the on the city mapper app and it allows you to get from A to B, from your hotel room to the meeting, from the airport to your hotel, for instance. But it gives you multiple routes that you could take and multiple travel solutions from taxis and and buses through to walking or cycling. And It's for me, it's an absolute lifeline when you go to other cities. So it works better for you than Google Maps or Apple Maps, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think it's because of the variety of options that come there. And it always, to me, seems a little bit more accurate if I flip over to Google Maps, for instance. I don't necessarily get what I think is the better solution. Uh, can you think of kind of an overrated app, uh, an app that there's so much hype about, but you you go like, uh, oh, no. It doesn't deserve it at all. Oh, gosh. I've got to be careful here because we, we might be working with someone later down the line and it's their mm -hmm. app. I tell you, our app I'm not very fond of at all is Facebook. It's one, of those, it's one of those apps that I would rather use the web browser than the app itself. I just feel there's more engaging functionality in the web browser than the app, which is not necessarily what most people, You know, most businesses tend to be, they tend to produce a far better experience in the app version than they do on the web. Okay, incidentally, that's, that's uh, kind of the app that I like the least uh, for the other reason, but that's a topic for the other show. Mm. What, about, <laughs> what about new app technologies you're most excited about? Wow. Do you know, I think we as a business tend to be, tend to look to new technology rather than making the most or getting the most out of existing technologies. What I mean by that is kind of, it's like, it's like in a football, when you watch kids playing football and they all chase the ball because something new comes out, you get everybody kind of following that new ball around mm -hmm. without really concentrating on what's already there and it's good. 
And don't get me wrong, I love the way that the business is continually evolving. But I think we as as individuals in the space need to not perhaps get too overexcited by a lot of technology that comes out, certainly in the first, in the early stages, because it tends to be a little bit clunky. It doesn't necessarily work as good as some of the older stuff. So I haven't really answered your question other than to say I'm, I'm a bit of a Luddite when it gets to new technology. I like to make the most of the old before we move on to the new. Now, that's that's the answer to like, it's not necessarily should be a specific technology. If you uh, have your position that we, we should be careful with the, um, you know, adding too much you know, new stuff, that's, that's the answer too. All yeah. right. Don't chase the ball. That's for sure. Before I let you go, how people can get in touch with you and get more information about what you're doing? So our website, so the company's called Yodel Mobile. That's Y-O-D-E-L Mobile, M-O-B-I-L-E. And our website is yodelmobile.com. Our Twitter account is at Yodel Mobile. Or if you wanted to reach out directly to us, the best email to do it on is info, I-N-F-O, info at yodelmobile.com. All right. Great. Thanks a lot for your time and coming on our podcast, Meek. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. And uh, that was Meek Rigby, CEO of Yodel Mobile. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Just search for Business of Apps and you will find us easily. Once you subscribe, you will be able to get new episodes on your smartphone, tablet, or computer as soon as we release them. And please don't forget to leave us a review or a comment. It's highly appreciated. And all episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com. Till the next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.